3: Welcome back. We got a huge hour ahead. Uh, we've got a guy on from uh, Pittsburgh, Al, yeah. who is extremely unhappy. He went nuts on a podcast. He even <laughs> swore uh-huh. because he didn't like Sirianni mugging on the sideline. We're going to get his <laughs> Pittsburgh perspective just in the next segment. And uh, coming up not long, I'm going to read for you the Brock Purdy scouting report out of the Combine right. last year. Because this is not a guy who should be 7 and up. And, and he will soon be 7-1, and one, I would like to believe. And then, of course, at 8 o'clock, we get got the great Jason Kelsey coming mm. up. But I don't lie right now, coming off, uh, in a array of great columns that he does, one of his best, the great Mike Sealski of com. also heard here Saturdays at 10 a.m. <laughs> with Mr. Glenn Mack. Now, hi, Mike. Morning, Angelo. Mike, I love that Lane Johnson thing. Just before we get to that, you're a columnist, a sports columnist in this town. Could you describe what it's like this time of the year before a huge game? Oh,
4: gosh. It's a, it's a mixture of ecstasy and agita. Yep. I mean, it's this, it's this combination of people hoping and praying and expecting joy that the Eagles will win and go to the Super Bowl and total nervousness and teetering on the edge of emotional breakdown if they
3: don't win. Why are we so emotional about this stuff, Mike? That's a great question, Angelo. Uh, I think you could write like a a
4: dissertation (laughs) trying to answer that question. Um, I think, look, I think Ray Dittinger and I have talked about this, that there's a theory that because Philadelphia is trapped between New York, which is the financial and cultural capital of the world, and Washington, D.C., which is the political capital of the world, that We've got this chip on our shoulder, this kind of inferiority complex, and because we're so parochial, everybody who grows up in Philly tends to stay in Philly and loves Philly, and sports is the thing that unites us all. And so when you get a moment like this where one of our teams is on the edge of greatness, uh, everybody gets
3: wrapped up in it. It's a beautiful answer, perfect answer. Mike, this Lane Johnson column that you did. This goes under the surface. We don't see under the surface as often. Uh, you try to do it a lot. I know you do. Mike, do you get a different reaction when you're writing about a, a, a player, a star in the town, and you're talking about the long term toll for what he's doing, that kind of thing? Do you get more of a reaction, less of a reaction? Is it different than the norm? It's different from the norm in that I'll be honest, Angelo, I get some bitterness from
4: people. Um, when I write about the topic of football and the long-term damage that it does to the people who play it. I think they resent having it brought up because they love the sport so much and they don't want to think about what life for a guy like Lane Johnson might be like 10 years after he retires, 15 years after he retires, 20 years after he retires. And look, I love the sport too, and it's played by grown men who are making their own choices about whether they want to play it or not. But you can't deny what they are putting their bodies and their minds through. And I think, on the one hand, I get a number of emailers and social media people who say, this is, this is great, thanks. Thank you, Lane. We admire Lane so much for what he's willing to do to try to help the team and help the Eagles. But you do get a lot of people who say, I don't want to hear this, or he makes enough money, uh, he should just shut up and play and deal with it.
3: Wow. Because, uh, Mike, to me, it adds to the drama of what we're watching. We're watching a guy who's playing with a significant injury, who has already endured three concussions, left this team for three weeks last year with depression, going out there and fighting the best pass rusher in football. I would think that makes it more dramatic and more interesting, but it's too close to reality, right? That's what you're saying. Basically, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I I
4: agree with you, Angelo, completely. Um, I'll have my My eyes on Lane all day against Nick Bosa on Sunday. I think it's an incredibly dramatic subplot. But I think most people just don't want to think about that. I think they just want Lane Johnson to not give up a sack and the Eagles to win. And they don't want to have to think about all the other stuff
3: that is connected to football. Mike, when you went in to interview him on this story, did you have any idea it would go in the direction of the extra scrutiny and pressure put on players because of social media?
4: Not at the time, no. I did this in October with one other writer, uh, Tim McManus from ESPN, and it was it was the first day that Lane talked after he had come back from missing a few games with his latest concussion. And the crowd around him had kind of dispersed, and it was just kind of me and Tim listening to him, and he just kept talking and talking about this. And um, I had asked him, he had been talking about concussions and uh, what he's seen from former players, and I asked him about the connection, if he felt there was a connection between the concussions he had s- sustained and his mental health issues, and he gave this really insightful answer about social media and the pressures that athletes feel and, in today's day and age where you know, player, people can just weigh in and rip them on Twitter and Facebook and all kinds of places, Instagram, so I, I wasn't expecting that, no.
3: I, uh, if he, uh, One of the things he establishes is he understands that there will be a price to pla- pay down the road, probably, because he is enduring so much now. Why does he do it? I think he loves the sport. I think uh,
4: it's the thing that he does best in his life. Um, I think it's a calculation that a lot of these guys make. I'm sure Jason Kelsey can address this. Uh, when he comes on with you later, uh, if you guys want to ask him about it, uh, it's something that's reality for these guys every day. And uh, like I said, they're adults. They're making these choices. Uh, and, and to be honest, Angel, it's a topic I, I kind of like discussing with them. I talked with Hassan Redick about this earlier this season. After all the controversy about all the um, the, the hits against quarterbacks and how uh, the, the NFL was calling kind of these ticky-tack uh, late hits on quarterbacks, and Tom Brady's getting sacked, but the, the guy who sacks him is being penalized. And Reddick said, look, we know what we're in for here. This is football. It's played a certain way. You have to be prepared to play it that way, and you have to deal with the consequences. And it's just the choice that these guys make.
3: I, I advised earlier in this show, Mike, that if I was an athlete, I would not – probably wouldn't go on twitter but i definitely wouldn't read the comments on twitter you are on twitter do you read the comments and how do they affect you yeah i do uh i'll be very honest i wouldn't be on twitter if i didn't have to be for my
4: job Ah. um but but i do spend uh, probably too much time there and i will i will be very honest angelo it does seep into my thinking about how i write about certain topics uh it just does and i wish it didn't i wish i could turn it off in a way that would just allow me to write whatever i thought and however i felt and not give a damn uh, about the pushback that i would get on social media but it it, i I can't say that it doesn't and it, it 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 does factor into my thinking when i go into approaching certain topics in certain ways
3: so what you're telling me is you could even do better columns if you didn't read this crap. <laughs>
4: that's probably true. That's, a, that's stuff- a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a good way. To, I, I'll say this, Angela. I do find myself, you know, a few years ago, there there were certain topics that I wouldn't hesitate about addressing and trying to be as thoughtful but as strong in my opinion as I could. Now sometimes I say to myself, you know what? It's just not worth the trouble for the wow. blowback that I'm going to get on social media and and not even necessarily uh, people pointing out that you know I've made a mistake or not thought about things fully. It's just you're a bad person for thinking that way. It's it's gone it's gone beyond. I disagree with you. It is you are a terrible human being for thinking the way that you think. And to me, often it's just not worth it to deal with that.
3: Mike, all I want to say is, A, I know you're not a terrible person, and B, you should submit that column for awards and stuff, because it's great. It really gives you an insight into what's going on behind the scenes on the field. Mike, thank you. Great job.
4: Thanks, Angela. Appreciate that.
3: Mike Sealski and he will be on at 10 o'clock on Saturday, Mm -hmm. and we'll take your calls. Please be kind. (laughs) (laughs) I just so many people are really affected by those comments. Well, then don't yeah. read them. Yeah, that's why you yeah, shouldn't read them. I, I got off the, it. The
5: worst is telling your family not to read them. I know it. I mean, I've had the, to do that. I'm the like the worst thing. I'm
3: like, do not read them. And these people, all the people. See, you don't have the mental problems. The people writing that stuff have the mental problems. Oh, you don't know. No, I'm pretty sure. Oh. I was on for a short time. It didn't <laughs> work out well. <laughs> and ladies on. and gentlemen,
1: Eagle Shelley. <laughs> Good morning. Family and friends, good morning,
3: everybody. How excited are you, Shirley?
1: Angelo, I I'm very excited, but I have to stay calm because this is this is big on Sunday. Mm. This is so major, and I need all my voice. I need all my energy.
5: Yep.
1: And at the, at the end of the day, you know, I'm I I'm with my team. I'm, I'm with the Eagles, and you know, not, not just the fans here in Philadelphia, but we do travel well, and this fans all over coming back and forth. All around the world, you know, visiting other um, stadiums just to go see the Eagles. So this Sunday, is is just going to be, it's going to be life out for the 49ers. Life out for the 49ers.
3: They were in town last year, and I can remember driving through the city, and they took over the art museum steps for a while. They were doing rallies. They had buses (laughs) of people. Cheryl, they can't do that again, right? They don't have that many people that are going to get these tickets. Uh, I,
1: every time I go in there, look, is is seats uh, available. Hmm. So, and I said, well, I guess, you know, because the tickets done really went up, and I, I believe a lot of fans want to be home um, watching the game because of the pricing of the tickets. I, I know they want to go to the game, but it's, it's too expensive.
3: You know, Shirley, I'd like to take a moment here to give you an invitation. Friday night, Chickies and Pete's, where you often are, there's a pep rally. From 6 to 8, it will be attended by me, in addition to Ava and Jeremiah Trotter. Nice. You, Douglas, sure, you got to come out. We're going to get all the people frothing at the mouth. (sighs) Angelo. Oh, I just got word Joe Wechter is coming.
2: Uh, For the food.
3: Joe Wechter is coming. Come (laughs) on, sure. I
5: live five minutes away. Rhea, you coming? No. Angelo.
1: See, she uh, just Angelo. makes me
3: do that so she can slam it. Shirley, <laughs> no. come on. Shirley. An-
1: Angelo, I had a prior engagement. No
3: engagement is bigger than a pep rally. Tell him, rope Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's, it's I big. I have a 7 o'clock appointment. I, 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 it,
3: Tell Pastor Elupton to wait. Pastor.
1: It's not Pastor. Oh, you're wrong. This ain't nothing to do with Pastor. All right,
3: this, Shirley. I'm just try to get the city frothing.
1: I know. I've, I've seen people... <laughs> um ask me text me was i coming out friday night and they like angela gonna be there i'm like oh guys i
3: i, I don't Al, i don't make public appearances no this no, is you no you don't no you don't would you consider
6: coming not for a second okay
3: <laughs> 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 you know Edge, i would do anything for you um if if i if i reach out
1: right. to these five people that I promised to, to take out to dinner. All right. Um, this is already set up. And they say, you know what? We can go another day, then I'll come. If not, you know, right, they don't well,
3: rearrange their schedules around. I just would like to make an announcement that Al Morganti has nothing in common with Lane Johnson. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sure. So I need. All right, first, you know, there's no reason why you aren't uh, qualified to get in that box. I need something loud. Hmm.
1: Well, Angelo, it's okay. I want other folks. All to be right, be able to do it. Fair but enough. listen real quick. My cousin is coming. Um, my cousin Jonathan will be here Saturday to Tuesday. That's a 49ers fan. All right. That's All my Aunt right. Linda All nurse. Right. That's my Aunt Linda nurse son. You know when I go to Alabama, you don't talk to her and everything. All
3: right, but, but you, could you tell your cousin up for me? I'm a, he's gonna. I'm a, when I call him on Monday. No, you. Tell, they, I want you to tell your cousin before the game. To go to hell. I would. Why would I do that? <laughs> because she's a San Francisco fan. Hey, and hey, no, I'm I'm not going Go gonna, first to of all, hell, Shirley's cousin.
1: No, no. First of all, I'm not <laughs> going to curse at my cousin. And second of all, my aunt, his mother, my aunt Linda, nurse Linda, already said that's nice. Jonathan is coming to visit his family, but he needs to know that the 49ers are going down because the Eagles are going to be victors. Give on me that one. Day.
3: Jonathan. You're a loser. Sure <laughs> <laughs> give me one
1: I got you, baby I love y'all E A G L E X Eagles all the way, baby All the way I love y'all God bless
3: oh, uh, Al, honey, you got tame. a treat uh, 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 She was pretty tame She was pretty tame Yeah, yeah. No, She's, uh, she, she's uh, all right She's Saving her voice Saving her voice You can't go crazy all the way You know better than anyone You're going to pace yourself Right? Uh, you can't just go right for it immediately. You gotta work your way up. Crescendo. This is like <laughs> the crescendo. foreplay part of it. Uh, and then you know, you okay. get to the big event later. Okay. You with me, rope two one <laughs> five. Five 610. Would we come back? <laughs> We got a guy. I'll play it for you a week or back. <laughs> Andrew Philippodius is his name. He is a media guy at uh, Pittsburgh. He used
5: to work with our our good friend Ron Cook.
3: Oh, he did. And now he's
5: uh, he does the afternoon show there.
3: And he is a podcaster who went nuts on Nick Seriani. Yeah. Mm. He will explain his th- All right, 724 is your time. Now, I want you to picture this as best you can. Al, you would relate best says, oh, Okay. Keith, Keith Jones is sitting here. Right. And the video comes out uh, right at the half of the game last Saturday night. Right. And Nick Sirianni is walking into the camera, and he's mugging. Right. And Jonesy said, not good. And yeah. he said, <laughs> yeah. they're going to use that at Frisco. That's arrogant. It's obnoxious. It's wrong. Yeah. Little do we know, meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, <laughs> one of their rising stars there, Andrew Filippoti at 93.7, the fan is on a podcast now where you could swear. Oh. Listen to what he said. Sirianni, don't
0: look at the camera like that, you damn goof. I want. <laughs> I want them now. Like, he's making this face like, you like that? Like one of those deals? Like... Try to stop this. You're playing the f-ing Giants, okay? Like, make that face after a quarter against the 49ers or the Chiefs. You what? want to impress me? Do it against them. Pick on somebody your own size kind of deal. You know okay. what I
3: mean? Don't
0: blow oh after 15 minutes against
3: the damn Giants, dude. <laughs> All right. On the line with this right now is that man, Andrew Filippone. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> It was an Odyssey
0: edict. They said, swear,
3: curse, <laughs> wow. as much as you want. So I took advantage. Wow. Right, I got to just say, Andrew, at this rate, you're going to move to the other side of the state pretty fast. <laughs> right from the top, David Field said, F-bombs galore. No, I love it, Andrew. Uh, nice. If only I had known, I wouldn't have retired. All right, anyway, Andrew, I want to know. Uh, did you, you, do you think it was the kind of expression that can be used in San Francisco to motivate the Niners? It should be.
0: If Kyle Shanahan is doing his job, he is known as, as, as an X's and O's guy. But this is a very close matchup. You guys know that. Yep. This is the matchup of probably the two most complete teams in the NFL. So it is going to come down to something maybe. That goes beyond the X's and O's and the matchups. You need to be a motivator of men for this game. For right. Kyle Shanahan, that clip you just played, he should be playing that in the facility nonstop this week.
3: All right. Well, uh, Nick Sirianni addressed the criticism he has received. I think it was aimed directly at you, Andrew. But I would like to play for you his explanation of that and see if it in any way helps you. Here is what Nick Sirianni said yesterday. It was like right in my face, and
0: I, I was juice. We were up. We were up. Uh, we were up a, a couple scores,
2: and and it just it was like right there. Like I don't know. That was, was the first thing that came to my mind. I guess that's just who I am.
3: Does that help at all, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> no, not even the not
0: even the slightest. <laughs> Act like you have been there before. Recognize the opponent. It is a team that stinks. They had a negative turnover differential. They won nine games. You scored forty-eight points against them earlier in the game. They are a piece of gum on the bottom of your shoe. Treat them as done. <laughs>
3: All right, but hold on. Doesn't it, though, doesn't that expression fit our renegade image in Philadelphia? Isn't it kind of what we are here?
0: I thought you guys were an underdog town. I thought that was your mantra. I thought that was your
3: M.O. With a little bit of obnoxious, McDon. With some swag. No, we are are underdogs with arrogance. (laughs) (laughs) A very rare combination. I I, I just got to know this now, Andrew. Who are you rooting for in this game? Angelo, this is going to shock you.
0: This um, this almost makes me a heretic in my own town. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, even though you just played that clip, I am rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Wow. Why? Why? I'll tell you why. Because we poached somebody from your front office. His name is Andy Weidel. And I've been telling my listeners the last few months that that he is indeed responsible for the team you have right now. That he was actually the brains behind your drafts. And I need that to be true. Because I need (laughs) him to whip Mike Tomlin into shape and turn this team around. We've won three playoff games in 12 years. We used to live in conference championship games.
3: Now we can't get to one. That's that's a good answer, Andrew. Andrew, I just got to know. You're on the other side of the state. Uh, I have We've often explored the different mentality of fans that root for the Steelers versus the Eagles. Give me your thoughts on that. Are we different? Yes. In what way? Yes, you are.
0: Uh, we don't like to uh, – we're not maybe as violent – I guess to put it, just come right out and say it. Uh, We're not as we're not as intimidating. Um, We there's not a fear factor, I guess when you come to a game here. Uh, You don't have to lock
3: your car. I don't know. (laughs) That's the best way way I can put it. You don't have to lock your card still. All right, Andrew, you told us it'd be close. You told us that you're rooting for the Eagles. Who do you think wins this game and goes to the Super Bowl?
0: Well, here's what I think it comes down to, Angelo. Jalen Hurts. He looked more like the Jalen Hurts from the first half of the season against the Giants. The 49ers, we hear all this talk about how Oh, this is, a, this is an invincible defense. It's the number one defense in the league. They're 20th against the pass. And a guy named Jarrett Stidham in week 17, a backup quarterback, lit them up for 365 yards and three touchdowns. You beat the 49ers through the air. And I think Hurts and Brown, a magical connection Sunday night that takes down the 49ers. I think Brock Purdy is a system quarterback. I think, frankly, he blows. I think if you put him in another offense, he's a backup. He's a bench warmer. He's a, you never hear of the guy. So I think the greatness of Hurts shines bright Sunday night. Andrew, how old are you? I'm 37. I've got no life. I really don't.
3: <laughs> Andrew, seriously. Um, <laughs> Andrew, let me just say this to you, all right? I've been around a long time. You're a star kid. You, you got it. You got it. Whatever it is, you got it, Andrew. You're going far. Hang in there, my friend. You're terrific. Thanks, And Andrew Filippone with some interesting and slightly profane thoughts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, I didn't game. know we
5: were allowed to say that kind I, of stuff. Uh,
3: he was told, uh, he just said, Al, that apparently from the ownership of Odyssey, Mm. He, they are encouraging people on our podcast to swear. How didn't
5: we get the memo? I
3: did not get any of those. Oh, memo. Wow. I don't know. Al, you're going to be doing a hockey podcast for the Flyers. There'll be lots of opportunities to swear there. I don't swear. And it's five years. I don't swear. Hey, he's not a swearer. By the fifth year, Al, when you're being brought here by a nurse. <laughs>
2: I'm not being brought here. I ain't going to go to five years. Uh, you're
3: <laughs> you told me. me it was a five-year deal.
2: Yeah, it doesn't mean I'm to live. <laughs>
3: It's optimistic, Al. What the hell, John, John's on the life of the city. Hi, Johnny. Hey, good morning, everybody. How we doing? What's happening, John? Oh, uh, not much. I'm feeling uh, pretty good to get back this game. I don't feel as confident as I did last week,
0: but I feel pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think we will dominate the lines, which is going to be important for us. And I think the major thing is, and I think a couple of your callers said it, and I know Brandon Graham said it yesterday. We got to shake Purdy. We got to get him off his spot we got to hit them a couple times. we got to love them over there. And, you know, hopefully start seeing ghosts
3: and turn the ball over. If we protect the ball and we can get a couple turnovers, I think we really win this game. I think it's it's both the passing games. You know me, I love telling you how you got to run. No, not this week. This week, Hurts has to establish the pass, and they are going to try to. And they're going to try to swing it out to McCaffrey all day. Just make sure you got. McCaffrey under control, and get to Purdy. If you could just do that, John, the rest should line up just right for the Eagles. It may be easier than we think. That's all I'm saying. Now, I'm not sure, but that guy just told me that 360 passes. Yeah, that yards. that
5: was the uh, that was the game where they went to overtime with the Raiders. The fake, Devontae yeah, the Adams Raiders. had like a lot. I mean. So, yeah, you can throw on them. I mean, that game was like 37 to 34.
3: So I'm doing quick dropbacks, bang, bang, bang. I'm going to Goddard. I'm going to AJ. I'm going to Devontae. Bang, 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 crossing patterns. I got this thing figured out. You had
5: a caller earlier mentioned AJ Brown against the Niners last year. 11 catches, 145 yards and a touchdown.
3: AJ Brown is going to town (laughs) on Sunday. John, give me something loud for tickets in the luxury box. Uh, I'm going to say Arson Arnie when he speaks. Oh, oh Novacare, sweet. Nice. <laughs> John, see, you're thinking. He thinks yeah. out. Not all the callers think like
5: that. That line, I repeated the line Arnie yeah. had uh, yesterday to someone where I said he said he wanted to right. hit him. We actually had oh, this. Listen
3: we? to this. I want to lay such
6: a
2: beating on this kid that he questions whether or not he wants to play football anymore. <laughs>
3: That's like That's That's tremendous. You know what else is loud? The kids at Holy Angel. Uh, I guess she's setting up for tomorrow. Principal Patty's here. Hi, Patty. Good
6: morning, everyone. We are so excited for tomorrow and this weekend. All right. Are we getting
3: the whole school tomorrow, Patty?
6: You got the whole school. And the loudest thing I've ever heard is my lunchroom, psyched up for the Eagles
3: game, practicing the fight song. All right. So they (laughs) practice at lunch.
6: I go down there. We have a little twist tomorrow we're adding. We prep because I get them all together at lunch, and it doesn't take time from their academics.
3: Right, did you just say we're also getting a little skit? A little twist. Oh, a the twist. Of the song. We
6: sent right. it to you last week,
3: Angela. We have someone else this week. I love it. Patty, this is going to be fun. We have you booked for eight forty-five tomorrow with over 180 kids. Can't
6: wait. Can't wait, Angelo. Holy Angels is coming out strong.
3: Thank you, Patty. Principal Patty checking getting in already. Getting Everybody's ready. Everybody's fired up for tomorrow and then Sunday. 215. Five, five. And by the way, we will be at Borgata tomorrow. Oh, you were at last week.
6: No, I wasn't.
3: We had a ridiculously large crowd. Yeah, really?
6: I talked to Jones. He was not comfortable.
3: No, it was not it comfortable. Was loud. Because the thing was, I don't think Borgata needs all that noise with the casino <laughs> right there. But you know what? We ain't stopping you because I'm done in a couple of weeks. So whatever happens after that is not my problem. <laughs> Forget it. Good way to look at it? Yeah, it's fine. Two fun. It's you thinking about the others. Rube, anywhere yeah. at all, we could get you over to that pep rally on a Friday night? That would be a no. I have uh, other commitments.
6: <laughs>
3: Darren Dalton Foundation, Seriously. Okay. Darren
6: Dalton Foundation, pitchers, pints, and players at uh, the Von C Brewing Company.
3: When does North that start? South. Starts at 7. Sounds to me like you got an hour in there. That won't Real happen. 2 5 That won't happen. Real story coming out. And I love Pete. Yeah. I'll do anything for people. But not for you. What choice do I have when I've gotten free meals all these years? <laughs> That's a good point. What am I going to say to him? No, now that I don't need free meals, I'm going to need them more than ever. I can call you call it are. The Last Supper. <laughs> the last <laughs> come out tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, Chicken and Pizza, South Philly, The Last <laughs> Supper. WIP Sports Time, 7. 7- Welcome back at 7:42 on the Thursday. Three days away for the big game. Look at me! Yep. I look like an idiot. Al, oh, I look like an idiot today? I'm too excited. Oh, it's a huge game. I'm excited. The last, uh, last home control game ever it. for you. All yeah. these years, it. I'm still ridiculously excited. Wait <laughs> for it. Ava Graham. Could you give us the answer on our first question of the day? I can do that.
5: Do you want to introduce the new one or no? Not yet. Not yet. All I right, want part- to
3: win this one first.
5: Hmm. Well, you are. Brought to you by Armand Chevrolet of Ardmore looking to buy or lease a new Silverado. Armand Chevy is your Silverado truck headquarters. Find a road to armandchevy.com. Should the NFL go back to selling tickets in the box office? 80% say yes. Boom.
3: You know what I am? Right? Mm-hmm. What do you know what I am? You're a sage. No, a visionary. You're a renaissance. <laughs> Something like that. Sometimes you go back. This foils the bots. The bots are stealing tickets from the fans. Let them camp out at the ticket window. No bots. Well, weren't, wasn't this last one like you called a box office? Was it was wasn't it like a they ran it? I don't think so. No? I think it was Ticketmaster. Oh, was, it? I, was sent, I don't even know I was how it sent, works. I was sent tweet after tweet from people yeah, yeah. who hit the button at precisely 10 a.m. Tuesday. Right. And they were told that second, it plopped right up on the screen, You are in line, and there's over 2,000 people ahead of you. That's crazy. Well, you're screwed. Yeah. At that point, just leave. They're telling you to leave. And that guy from Ticketmaster was apologizing for Taylor Swift. I need another apology. (laughs) I'm bringing him (laughs) back to Congress today, and I want him to apologize to the Eagle fan. That was was, was awful. All right. Now, I want to give you guys a little something that might be fun. I saw this yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I went, yeah, I think people need to hear this. As you know, uh, Mr. Brock Purdy will be on the field on Sunday at 3 o'clock. Right. And uh, although he is undefeated as an NFL player, uh, there is indications that he lacks some of the skills necessary to be a true star franchise quarterback. And I was able to receive the actual combined numbers from what he did and why he became a very late seventh-round pick. In mm-hmm. fact, Mr. Ele- Irrelevant, the final pick. He jumped. You got to picture this. I think I can beat this. You just got to picture yourself on the ground, and then you jump right, just from a standing position. Right. He jumped twenty-seven inches. This is terrible. You understand? This is like a very fat man trying to do it. All right, I try
5: it. Let's let's measure you. All right, hold on. Now, you you inches. bust. No, well, you up. brought
3: it up. What do you want? I guarantee you, I could beat twenty-seven feet. No. inches. Twenty-seven <laughs> inches. Twenty-seven inches. All right, Al. I don't know. That's this a- you'll know. This is the forty time. A great time is four, three, four, 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 five. There are linemen who are four six and four seven. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy ran a four point eight five. Yep. You know what that is? That's a snail. All right. That's a snail on a turtle's shell.
5: Didn't Hollis used to uh, crow about his oh, time? Oh, yeah. he was fast. He was fast for a big Thomas guy. Thomas
3: was well over 300 pounds It could beat Brock Purdy today in a foot race. Mm-hmm. I, the guy's, Al, he's got extremely short arms and tiny hands. Okay. His hands are tiny. They're almost cartoon level. <laughs> Right? Are they are they Kenny Pickett level? No, no, Kenny Pickett <laughs> is 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 a porn star compared to this guy. Oh what? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what Al, well yeah What the hell does that have to do with hand size is supposed to be reflected at other parts of the body. It what? is? No, this uh, guy There's ratios. No, when you see the hand, Al, it doesn't even go halfway around the football. Okay. So it they is, have to so they gotta go after him with the football. It is intensely strippable. You can strip the ball out of his tiny little mitts. <laughs> Hello? And, and Al, they said his arm. You know, if you're six watt with tiny arms, teeny tiny hands, and run slow, mm-hmm. then you better really have a great arm. It tested below half, mm-hmm. below average arm. This is why no one drafted him for how many? 200-some picks. Yeah, forever. Because yeah. he doesn't check. Any box. No, like, not a great
6: uh, combo plan.
3: What they did, and they know he has all these incredible limitations. So they put together a package. I not get Kyle Shannon we he knows. Give what him he credit. knows. Yeah. He's yeah. a very good coach. And he went. Tremendous. This is truly. Remember earlier in the year we were having these arguments about whether Jalen Hurts was a system quarterback. Right. He's not a system quarterback. No. He's a man. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. This guy is a system quarterback. Yes. He is designed to get rid of the ball quick and put it in the hands of far more talented players than him. Right. If you get in his face, if you cover McCaffrey, screwed. hmm I've already put together Gannon's plan. Well, congratulations. congratulations. Right? Get in the kids. Al, I don't care about the past. I'm blitzing the hell out of the kid. I'm getting hands up in his little tiny eyes. Well,
5: Brandon Graham said you they want to get after him quick to make him think about it the
1: You're rest of the game. You're
3: damn right he did. And everybody's been saying the same thing. Here's Bradbury. You want to hear Bradbury? As well? He knows the plan. Listen.
1: Yeah, you definitely want to uh, try to confuse him as far as the disguises with the safeties and whatnot. I and mean, I think after that, you just got to attack him with the pass rush. You know, get after him. Make sure you get hands on him at all times, you know.
3: Remember when Bradbury in the game last uh, Saturday night is lying in wait. He's sneaking out. Behind, he knew it, too. And, and then he, he's waiting for, for stupid Daniel Jones to unload the ball. And he, he just all of a jumps sudden, the route. Yeah. bam, boom. jumps the route, grabs the ball, boom. There will be many opportunities with the little pop-gun arm of Brock, Brock Purdy to do that oh, there were chances. there were chances in
5: the Cowboys game oh, that they, they, kept dropped, they, kept they kept dropping them. them. Yeah. Andrea,
3: they dropped several of them. They dropped at them. least three yeah. that I saw. So yeah. you know what I'm doing with my DBs uh, and even my linebackers? Judge machine? Yeah, maybe a little stick them or something. <laughs> Let's get the ball. Hold the ball. Get the ball. turnovers win these games. No question. And that's how you do it. The Eagles are going to win this game. I'm very positive of it Al, even though Josie is not. Only two and a half What's it two and a half.: and It's two and a half right a half. now. But that's okay. CJ's up next. Hi Siege. C.J? Oh. Hmm. C.J. has he left don't. the building. He has just lost the opportunity mm. to win tickets worth in our estimation, conservatively. Two uh, five thousand dollars, and then uh, Novocare a suite. piece maybe five thousand dollars. Novocare box, the Novocare people are covered it out with the inspiring story. Okay, and then I am going to slobber all over Ray Panaccia, the head of Novocare. Right. for being so generous to give us these tickets. Oh, cool! These tickets are phenomenal, and you're there with doctors sipping wine with Rhea. Hmm? Joe, you're up next. <laughs> Hi, Joe. <laughs>
6: Angelo, you are the best,
3: baby. Well, enjoy me. Let I'm... me tell you something. This disrespect
6: <laughs> we have, they don't I don't I don't care. I don't care about the disrespect because this is a town that produced Rocky and the Broad Street bullies and nails. Hold okay? on a
3: minute, Joe. I wanna make sure. Are you endorsing the song I started the show with? Here it is. No, one likes us. no, one likes us. no one Saying Joe,
6: Joe, Angelo, I'm saying that we should play that
3: instead of the national anthem at the beginning of the game. Yeah, that's a highly that American would be cool. point of view. Yeah, yeah I think I'm that thinking be. No. that would sit great in the country. We wouldn't get ripped for that at all. No. Yeah, <laughs> I would do it. All right, you would all do. the way, Angelo. We're all going right, going so, all the way, all right, Joe. If if you went to this game, would you make a lot of noise? I would. I'd had no voice for a week. Would you heckle Brock Purdy?
6: Uh, Yeah, of course you're going to heckle him. But he's not going to get heckled as much as uh, Hassan Reddick's going to heckle him.
3: Oh, Hassan Reddick's going to put him on the ground, and he'll have to try to brace himself with his teeny tiny hands?
6: Yes. (laughs) Angelo, my wife gave me what is the loudest that there Mm. is. She said it yesterday watching TV. Yeah. And his name is Screamin' A. Smith.
3: Stephen A. Smith good is one. loud. Oh, oh, he is extremely loud, Joe. That's a great one. You take your wife. Would you take your wife if you win the tickets? Without a doubt, she'd uh, kill me if I did. <laughs> but Joe, you know, just between us, is no she kind of loud herself? No, she's very. She's she's not loud at all. It's I'm very. Loud. It's a very wise answer. <laughs> <laughs> Flynn is up next from Myrtle Beach. Al, oh, he'd come from Myrtle Beach. Absolutely, he? Hi, not Flint. that bad. Oh.
2: Oh, Lord, absolutely, man.
3: Oh, Glenn, Glenn what do you think? Any,
2: How you feel? It doesn't, it doesn't get any better than this. I mean, first, we crushed the Giants.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, we totally embarrassed them. I mean, Dallas, got, Dallas lost. Uh, you know, you guys never mentioned, like, the uh, tweet that they put out and buried uh, Prescott. I thought that was real
0: classy.
3: I got to be honest. I'm trying to take the high road on the Cowboys right now. <laughs> okay. But, Flynn, Flynn, I would like to correct you. You said it does not get any better than this. Let me tell you what is better than this. Eagles win, go to the Super Bowl, and beat the crap out of Andy Reid. And Andy Reid. All right? Oh, my God, Al. That's better than mm. sex. <laughs> uh, easy. Easy. Oh. I-
2: Oh. I emailed you like three months ago
3: telling you that you're going to have like a drop-the-mic moment because yep. that's how it's going to end. That, that, Flynn, how great would that be? In oh, my end, God. That walrus face. You know, he's going to have to paint his own mustache mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. telling me, oh, my God, I went to the Super Bowl and choked again. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. He screws up. Flynn, he uses his all of his timeouts in the third quarter. Oh, you know, God, take me! Take me down! You know,
2: you know what? It's funny that you say that, because one of my favorite prop bets this week is it's even money. Who's going to call the first time out? And to me, it's San Francisco yep. with the noise crowd and everything. Yep. So I'm hoping for that, too. Well,
3: let's see if we can get you there, Flynn. What's loud? All right, I don't know
2: how good my imitation's going to be, but
3: J.J.,
6: Oh no, my. Wow. You're, Who? You, Flynn, how wow, the hell JJ, old are you? That's an old. How the hell that's, old, that's old are times,
3: you?
2: Good times, right? Good
3: times. That's that's good it. times, now. JJ. That's the 70s, yes. I think. Oh, yes. JJ
2: yeah. uh, he's Walker. 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 Walker, yeah.
3: Walker. He's, J- he's referencing a show that's 50 years old. That's why is Colin here? He's got the right audience. On the right show. (laughs) All right, listen, now, when we come back, things are going to get a little more intense around here because we got the leader of the Eagles. We got the guy who makes it all work. Center, all pro center, Jason Kelsey, when we return. Stay right there. WIP Sports Time.